We here at Stormdar Weather work hand-in-hand with the National Weather Service and other professional weather service agencies as a Weather Ready Nation ambassador. We are avid weather enthusiasts who have studied the likes of Mother Nature for over 30 years. The purpose of this podcast is to provide weather information, facts, and trivia in a manner that is entertaining and easily understood by everyone. Well, hello, and welcome back to the Stormdar Weather Podcast. This is episode 270. I'm Rando. I'm Corey. And this is the Tranquil Week. It has been. It's been great I couldn't outside. complain about many weather work this week, that's for sure. It's been beautiful. Yeah. Perfect how, temperature, too. How's the crowds? Oh, they're, they were up there. They're getting up there. It's, you know, summer's here. Summer's letting out. Well, the schools are letting out. Branson lets out Wednesday, but... But a lot of the schools are already out, so. Okay. So crowds are uh, heading up, you know. They're and that's good for Branson. That's sure. kind of typical because, uh, you know, Silver Dollar City is, is heading up the shows. People are going to start traveling on vacations. That's mm-hmm. usually when our, uh, I think June is when the showboat would uh, switch over to the summer schedule. They'd have more kid-friendly stuff. Right. and uh, Yeah, and then. Oddly, in August, when kids go back to school, the town kind of shuts down for a couple of weeks because there's it nobody does. here. Yeah, and it's hot. And it's really hot. Yeah. Is that the same thing for Silver Dollar City? You guys' numbers drop? Uh, well, when school goes back, we, we do other festivals not geared too, so much toward kids. We have the uh, yeah Southern Gospel picnic come through, and a bunch of the older crowds come out. But it's hot, so, you know. Yeah. It's just one of those things, you know, we're not open as much as we are in the summertime, but it picks back up for fall. Oh, yeah. And you can always tell, too, if it's rainy outside, people want to go inside. But then as Mm -hmm. soon as that sun comes back out, your numbers just drop because everybody's Mm -hmm. at the lake. Oh, yeah. All the time. Well, anyway, uh, we talked about the the, 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 the drought last week, and I was, you know, we were, because we were up. What we were in abnormally dry, and mm-hmm. lo- there was a big swath of what was it? It wasn't extreme; it was severe, right? Going through right through Missouri, yeah. And then we had all that rain, and uh, yeah, it's updated a little. Why don't you talk about the drought for a second? Well, we're out of the abnormally dry <coughs> for now. Mm-hmm. Still got pretty big problem up to our north. You know, from from west to east, uh, north of St. Louis, it was there's some extreme, a little bit of extreme in there that's still in there. Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, moderate, a lot of moderate, but but we're out of the abnormally dry. But you know, we got that good rain last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just hope it doesn't dry up. I, I, it doesn't stop. Yeah, I mean that's the big that's thing. If it, uh, <clears throat> okay. Why does this come in my throat every time I start the podcast? I've talked to you. (laughs) When you got here, we talked, and I was fine. When I turn the microphone, comes on, then I start having to clear my throat. Psychological. It must be. I don't know what it is. Uh, The normal high for today is 78 and 58. Next week, uh, drum roll for Memorial Day, 80 and 60. We are up 
there for 80 and 60. I think we're going to top it. You think we're going to oh, we'll higher than that? Yep. Ooh. Well, since you've talked about that, and next week is Memorial Day, why don't we go ahead to your segment and see if there's any rain in the forecast? Model Minute. Model Minute. What do they say? It's the Model Minute. Yeah, so tell us what's going on this week, if anything, and then the Memorial Day. Well, for some reason, my phone is uh, going slowly tonight. Oh. I, think I, I, I think I really got too much stuff on here these days. I need to go through <laughs> and see what's up. Uh, let's look at the thermals first. Okay. You now we're heading into the May, June. Memorial Day to me has always been the official start of summer for me, even though it's not officially summer until June 21st. You know, when you're in school, right, when right. you're in high school, you go to the hit the lake, start Memorial Day till, till Labor exactly, Day. Exactly, yeah. So uh, people are headed to the lake. I'm sure this week, this weekend, and next weekend. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, temps, 80s. I would say slightly above average for the this week. Okay. What did you say? What did you say? Was the average? Uh, the, the average this uh, today is seventy eight. So we're mid to upper seventy. And you know, for Branson, just add one or two to that. So we're up up around upper seventies, eighty. Yeah, uh, slightly above average this week. Uh, not looking like a lot of rain this week. Maybe a thirty percent chance of showers on Wednesday. Maybe some lightning. I've been I've been hearing about that. I mean. My confidence is really not that. Are we great. talking about poppers on that? Well, look no, very. The, the latest I heard is there's some system going moving up to the north, and they're not sure how far south it goes because models are all over the place. So they're just kind of throwing in a it's little thirty. A slight chance in the morning, and then it picks up. Maybe some lightning in the afternoon. Are you are you seeing it on the GFS or something? Yeah, or, a little bit. Okay, not much. And then it is, it, it's out of here by. Five o'clock, six o'clock. So, oh, so it's going to be a nothing burger then. Well, (laughs) this is May, and that's two days from now. That's right. Who knows? (laughs) You never know. Who knows? Uh, Man, it got kind of chilly. I'm just. I'm not. This is the model minute. It got kind of chilly past couple nights. I had my window open. Did I think I got down into the 40s, and that's kind of. Crazy for oh, that's did, right. What did you did you did you notice your lows lately? What did you guys? Well, get? I know it's been in the low fifties. Let me call that yeah. up. Uh, go ahead and do some more stuff on your. So model. Thursday, sunny every day, sunny except for that thirty percent chance of rain on Wednesday, and even Wednesday's looking partly sunny to me. Uh, let's talk about Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, everybody's going to want to know about that. Well, Saturday and Sunday look. Absolutely phenomenal. Looks pretty sunny. I don't see any rain in the forecast. Highs in the lower to mid 80s. Perfect weather, right? Oh, yeah. So, you know, Monday, you know, people are, they've been here. They're probably starting to head home by Monday, actual Memorial Day. There's a chance of showers, but the highs near 88. We're talking, we're talking mostly sunny throughout the day. Looks like a little chance of showers going through. And I'm just not. It's not looking like much. It's looking like another nothing burger on the GFS. <laughs> oh, for Memorial Day. Well, hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't see anything to worry about. I don't see anything for it to be May. I think we've had a pretty calm May. And, uh, we, you, you know, know we, we start, actually we start have? June next meteorological summer next yes. week. Yes. And to me, that. I mean, we can ask some storms, but that takes us to me that we're out of storm season. 
when when June hits to me. Yeah, I mean they were showing something on the Weather Channel that I mean obviously May is it, but June still got. I think they were saying two hundred and eighty three. I'm just trying to top my memory of of severe weather event, you know, big severe weather events in May, and then June it drops like one seventy four. So it's not, but not zero, but there's a, lot a lot of them are to our north starting in June. Like uh, oh, that's Iowa, right. Minnesota, North Dakota, in that area over there. Uh, okay. Maybe something coming through the first week of June. That's the best I can do. June 3rd, June 2nd, June 3rd. Gosh, we're already in June. I mean, models are... <laughs> it's crazy. It doesn't look super impressive, but at least it's something. It looks like a line of storms coming through that day, maybe on a cold front. Other mm-hmm. than that. Not much going on. Okay, well, here's what I got. Uh, now, this is our weather station, and I'm, again, I'm not in a valley, but I'm just kind of down. I'm a little lower than mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, these are the morning lows uh, this morning, May 22nd. We're recording this Monday, May 22nd, 46.6. Uh, yesterday morning, 45.3. And then... Uh, this is what we call crisp May morning. Yes. Yeah, then see, 51, 55, 54, and then 60. Yeah, so I... Uh, That'll sure cool off those pools people are putting out already. Oh, oh, I bet they are. Yeah. When's your pool open? I don't... It? Well, it, they're working on it right now. It'll probably be open by Memorial Day. It was last year. Oh, that's right. So we'll see. It's usually Memorial Day to Labor Day, isn't it? Something like that. Oh, they, they leave it open until October. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're looking forward to that. Yeah, so man, we got some... That's chilly. And the high today, uh, we, we got 79.3. Oh. So you can tell <clears throat> at the difference between the temperature, 79.3 for the high, 46.6. What, low, what is the normal low? Uh, f- uh, 58. So it's lower than 78, that. 78, 58. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the high is pretty High's kind of normal. Right. Yeah. Yesterday was seventy six point five for the high, but but my point is it's it's a very dry atmosphere because the yeah, difference between the numbers. So let's take yesterday seventy six. Let's say seventy six and the low forty five. That's what thirty. That's thirty one degrees, mm-hmm. right? Well, that spread shows that the atmosphere is dry. So when we were having all that rain, the overnight lows were in the 60s and the highs were in the low 70s, which is like really there. So the reason I'm saying that is because of Wednesday. Mm-hmm. You know, we get something coming in here. It, it, anything's going to have to overcome that dry atmosphere. Yeah. Um, Even this last rain, the closer it got to Branson, it would dry up a little bit. It was weird. Yeah. I yeah. see it on radar and I kept posting things and the closer it got, it kept, yep. kept drying up. It's like, well. Our air was so dry. <laughs> I mean, it finally got here. It's got a, it finally saturated the, the, the columns, and then we were, we it didn't get a whole lot at all. Nah. What's our, let's see, let me look at our total. I'm on, since I'm, since I'm here. Uh, our total for the month, 4.42 inches. So that's, that's around better average. than April. Oh, boy. Like three or four times better than April. We could have done better, though, I think. Yeah. I'm, it, I'm afraid. I'm afraid for a drought. I am. Well, it's, I don't like uh, how dry. I mean, we had a little bit of rain. We had some rain in May, but then a little bit of rain this past time. But now I'm looking at you know all these outlooks and not a whole lot of rain in it, and 
the temperatures are uh, higher than average on the next two-week outlook, I saw. Oh, the, yeah. Just yeah. a little bit in the precipitations. What? I forgot. Equal to lower yeah, or something? Yeah, right. Yeah. We're just yeah. in that pattern. Well, we were in that stuck in that pattern, that rainy pattern, and then now we're, we've right. transitioned in. Which is what happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of worrisome, though. I mean, your model minute, it's... There's mm-hmm. not a lot of rain on that thing in no. the next two weeks. No. Yeah. Well, we'll have to keep our fingers crossed for maybe June to be, you know, fortunately, if we can get up to four inches, and again, not all at once, that's the problem. We want it spread out. Sure. And then we'll get it there. So, uh, okay. Is that all you got on your model minute? Uh, I think so. Not much in there. Not much. Okay. Let's get to the next segment. <laughs> So I had to cough. <laughs> yeah, it pollen's still out there. It is the predominant. Now I'm I'm in pollen.coms, which uh, they're saying the predominant pollens are grasses, kind of obvious. Hickory and mulberry. I think mulberry was out last week, but hickory's a new, more predominant one uh, this week, according to pollen. And Tuesday through Friday, we're in the medium high category. It's like nine point five, so it's up there. Are you seeing anything from Springfield? Uh, Mold is very high. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. For all that rain. Mold and grass, but yeah, mold. Oh, we've been playing disc golf. There's mushrooms popping up all over the I place. I got mushrooms popping up in my tomato plants. You know, I keep them pretty, you know, wet. I, w- I water them a certain time of day. And uh, when it's not over 90, I got to water them twice a day because they're in pots. They're not in the ground. Oh, gotcha. Right. So, but now I'm getting some some fungus or fungi. Yeah, popping up. So they they grow fast too. Boy, they do. Yeah, and there's so many. It, it's weird. It looked. I mean, the one we saw at Iserman the other day was like more of a. I don't know how to describe it. It, it wasn't flat. It was more mm-hmm. upright. You know, it, it wasn't a bell or whatever they. I don't know mushrooms like button top. I, it's the ones like I have have a long stem with a little button on top. Is what, what, I'm, okay. what I'm getting at my house. So, oh, that's like salad material right there. I don't okay. know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, my mother, uh, she she gave me some bubble gum uh, petunias out there, and I they're going back to her house tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, mm, yeah. I don't like. She gives me these like monster plants. Do you remember the gotcha. zinnias last year? Yeah. They kept growing and they kept invading, and they would right. go over and like Bleh! like Audrey two, Audrey three. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, I said no, and then she got some vincas, which I want vincas. And then uh, she said, "Well, we got some bubblegum petunias." And now they're just monster plants. So, mom, you're going to get them tomorrow. I decided not to do flowers this year. I'm only doing tomatoes and blackberries. Well, I got hundreds of blackberries on my bush. Oh, really? You had hundreds one last week. One. <laughs> I had one last year, all year. Oh. One blackberry. <laughs> That's great. But it takes a couple of years. So yeah. now I got. Beyond hundreds of them, and you said the maters are they're maters are doing great, great, awesome, it's good. So yeah. that that that's, that's good. Uh, yeah, that was I, my I didn't write that on the outline was was the uh, the garden report. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm glad that's working. Oh, okay. So mom, you heard that you're going to get two big old potfuls of bubblegum petunias tomorrow. Get them out of my car. I have to disinfect my car after I get out of that. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we were talking about pops earlier, like 30% kind of for here. So, you know, what exactly are pops? The Weather School this week explains what pops are. And uh, 
Yeah. So you can tell when you look at a forecast, you hear us talking about it. It's like, will it actually rain in our neighborhood? So let's get to the weather school. If there's something about the weather that you want to know, stormed our weather school. The forecast calls for mostly cloudy with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. So does 40% mean it's really going to rain? Almost every day, we hear the National Weather Service mention rain or snow chances for at least one day in the weekly forecast period. 20% here, 60% there. It can be rather confusing. Is there really a difference between 30% and 40%? Well, actually there is. A probability of precipitation, or POP, also referred to as a chance of precipitation or a chance of rain, is a measure of the probability that at least some minimum quantity of precipitation will occur within a specified forecast period and location. According to the United States National Weather Service, a pop is the probability that more than one one-hundredth inches of precipitation will fall in a single spot, averaged over the forecast area. This can be expressed mathematically as, quote, pop equals C times A. So, where C is the confidence that any form of precipitation, like rain or snow, will occur somewhere in the forecast area, and A is the percent of the area that will receive measurable precipitation, if it occurs at all. For instance, if there is a 100% probability of rain covering one half of the city and a 0% probability of rain on the other half of the city, the pop for the entire city would be 50%. A 50% chance of a rainstorm covering the entire city would also lead to a pop of 50%. The pop measure is meaningless unless it is associated with a period of time. National Weather Service forecasts commonly use pop defined over 12-hour periods, or pop 12, through 6-hour periods, or pop 6, and other measures are also published. A daytime pop 12 means from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. The probability of precipitation can also be expressed using descriptive terms instead of numerical values. For instance, the National Weather Service might describe a precipitation forecast with terms such as slight chance, meaning 20% certainty, and scattered, meaning 30-50% to aerial coverage. The precise meaning of these terms varies. When the National Weather Service expects less than a 20% chance of precipitation, it will not be advertised in the forecast. 
If they are confident that non-measurable precipitation is possible, they may advertise drizzle, sprinkles, or maybe even flurries in the forecast. Let's break down these terms and percentages further to better understand their meaning. A pop value of 20%, the qualifying term would be a slight chance, and the equivalent aerial term would be isolated. A pop value of 30, 40, or 50% would be termed as a chance. An equivalent aerial term would be scattered. Now for a pop value of 60 to 70%, that usually means likely, and the equivalent aerial term would be numerous. And finally, when we get to 80%, 90%, and 100% of the pop value, you can just pretty much bet it's going to rain. Oftentimes, these seemingly subtle timing and phasing can result in difference between a significant rainfall event and little to no rainfall at a particular location. The probability of precipitation that the National Weather Service advertises tries to take into account the pros and cons for and against measurable rainfall at a certain location. So, when there's a 70% chance of rainfall at a certain location, there's also a 30% chance it won't. If you have a question about the weather you'd like us to answer, then send us an email at stormdarweather at gmail.com and in the subject line, put weather question. Well, that does it for this edition of Stormdar Weather School. Yeah, so 30% chance, yeah, you can just kind of Take it with a grain of salt. Think mm-hmm. about it. You know, there's calculations of why they come up with 30%. And, you know, lately, especially last uh, week when it was raining, you remember it was 30%. And then a day later, it was like, oh, we're going to be 40 or 50%. And then it was yep. like 80%. <laughs> and then it's raining. It's all over the place these days. I, I Every know. Every time you look at the radar or the forecast. It's all computerized, so computer algorithms see something, and they go, oh, it's going to, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, but I don't even, what, is there really a difference between 90% and 100%? I mean, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's the way I look at it. It should, I don't know. So, anyway, it's time for In Other News, and today is kind of a special day. Uh, we, we talk about it every year, and uh, I don't want to belabor it, but uh, 12... Years ago, today, was the Joplin tornado. Twelve years ago. Wow. Yesterday was the Joplin High School graduation, which also was the day of the tornado. You know, so 12, those 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 kids were, I guess, in kindergarten when, wow. when they graduated. Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy, huh? I never thought of that. That's... Yeah. Yeah. Can it get? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it goes by quick. It's it certainly does. And I want uh, <clears throat> for our new listeners. I know we have new listeners and stuff. We uh, Corey and I did a uh, pod series called Remembering Joplin. It is in our uh, podcast. You can get it. You can find it really anywhere. Uh, you can find it SoundCloud. You can find it. It's on our website. I think. You can go to Podcast and Media, I think, and there's a pull-down tab that when you click it, it says Remembering Joplin. Uh, you could, well, I, I, you know, and if you if our website's down or you're not, you know, you want to find a quick way to do it, another way to do it is Google, okay, 
Google this SWP Storm Dry Weather Podcast 066. All one thing, and it comes up. That's it for we did a four four podcast episodes 66, 67, 68, and 69. Uh, for all from different perspectives. Uh, we went and interviewed uh, Gary Bandy, uh, meteorologist in Joplin. He actually worked the Joplin tornado, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, we got that. That's episode 66. We did uh, the humanitarian perspective. That was uh, the Hughes brothers. They uh, the, it's amazing. We, we their full podcasts are like an hour long, but they're really fascinating to listen to. Of the Hughes brothers, they came, uh, they heard it, uh, it, the Joplin Trader. The next day, the whole family, or at least the brothers, went down there to help. You got the personal perspective. My sister-in-law and her uh, her friends live in Joplin. So I interviewed my sister-in-law and uh, her son, Brock. And that's a neat perspective. And the last one is the emergency manager perspective. It was, uh, what's his name? Keith Stammer. Keith Stammer. C S. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wait, I've got to give you a, a ding here. Yeah, Keith Stammer. Sorry, Keith. <laughs> it's been 12 years, man. You know, it's, it's hard, to, hard to remember all that. Anyway, uh, yeah, Google SWP 066 or 067 or 068 or 069. You can do that. Anyway, that's all I want to talk about that. Very fascinating. So, okay, next thing I've got. Uh, have you had the drone up? Have we had interesting sunsets? Because there's smoke in the updraft. There atmosphere. is. A, they've been pink. I have not had the drone up. I've been so busy. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I noticed even today. I mean, there was a little like hazy, you, wasn't it? A little it? hazy. It's, it's, uh, I do believe it's Canadian wildfire coming down. It is. And there's tons of them up there, and they're mm-hmm. coming right down. I think I posted something the other day on on our Facebook pages. Yeah, it, it's all up in western Canada, and because of the air pattern, which is why we're dry, one of the reasons, it's all coming down through Montana, uh, into South Dakota, and some of it's spilling into the, the central plains here. It's not too bad, but there's several states that have air quality alerts out where the particulates are the particulates are particularly high. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm to give me a <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to be funny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but but you know, if you get into an area that has an air quality alert, if you have asthma, if you are uh, not healthy. Uh, you need to take precautions. Stay inside. You know, uh, get out of the that atmosphere. There's a reason they do that. So I thought that was interesting. Okay, and here is uh, my latest thing. I kept seeing new research has is suggesting average temperatures from 2023 to 2027. So five five years will almost certainly be the warmest for a five year period ever recorded. In other words, temperatures are going up. They're saying there's a 98% chance, that's practically 100, that at least one of the next five years will be the hottest ever recorded. And the hottest year so far ever recorded was 2016. And here, check this out. It was an El Nino year. Guess what we're going back into now? It's imminent. Yeah, it's on its way. My my concern is uh like the drought out west, Lake Mead was was shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. What's it yeah. gonna be in the next five what's it gonna be five years from now? Are we gonna even have a lake out there. Oh I know. 
Oh, I know. And, you know, they're, they're uh, evaporating all over the place. Yeah. Um, I think I read something the other day where they're, they're saying the, the the reason for all of this, uh, the, the, the heat and stuff, is the compounding cycle. Because water absorbs the light and some of the radiation in the heat. Well, when you don't have the, the water, it heats the ground. It heats it hotter, which evaporates more water. That's exactly where drought, like you're saying, that's how a drought works. Yeah. Um, so that's not good. Anyway, that's what I'm going to say. I'm concerned about the water table <coughs> because it gets lower, lower, lower during a drought. But over the next five years, it's so much easier to go in a drought when you're so hot like that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, we should have never, in my opinion, we should have never even been abnormally dry or, or have parts of Missouri in extreme drought in May. Yeah, that's you know kind of that's kind of scary in a way. It's, it's something that really has to be watched. Yeah, and now that we've dried out, I'm really wondering what the next, you know, tomorrow they'll do it, right? They'll test it again. Well, yeah, they, they, they do their samplings. On Tuesday, yeah. Posted on Thursday. Yeah, so... I mean, we may be all right this week. I don't know. Yeah, but that 30% ain't going to do anything. No. It's... No. Well, I don't know. You got any any other news? Hey, they were watching an area up, well, past couple days. Had a yellow X over there, southeast of Florida, possible tropical disturbance, thinking maybe by Memorial Day weekend that was going to possibly get interesting. Until five hours ago, they decided, nope. (laughs) Never mind. Took it off. So It's going to, you know. We're getting there, though. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. (laughs) However, maybe if, you know, this El Nino... I mean that's gonna kind of squash the activity a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's what they're saying. It's the the impacts of El Nino on the Atlantic s- season is increased wind shear. Well, we you've heard us talk about it before. Hurricanes yeah, right. do not like wind shear. Uh, and what's that other thing they were saying? Oh, yeah, less favorable conditions. So, and that's okay. And that's another way to get rain and tropical moisture. You know, inland. <laughs> Somehow, I mean, you even in the Pacific, if, if you have something just off of Mexico, usually the winds will take it north and it will come up through Texas and it will, you know, can give quasi-beneficial rain to Texas and coming up or the storms coming out of the Caribbean, Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic towards the west. And But if we're not going to have that. Well, you know, La Nina, that we, we have been in La Nina patterns for the past how many years? Three. Three whole years. <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking at some some data here, and it doesn't look – I mean, once this El Nino actually starts – see, right now we're still in neutral. Right. But there's a good 80% chance by oh. next couple of months, by May, definitely into June and July, oh. that thing's going to transition into El Nino. And it's a 90% chance that this thing is going to hold on through at least February. And that's kind of as far as their outlook goes. Oh, no. Okay, so what's after that? Is this thing going to hold on? Well, if it does, that's really going to jack with our winter. I mean, you know, we could have a warm winter out of this. Yeah. I think. 
See, usually, back when we did like 10 or 12 years ago, when we did our winter weather outlooks, which uh-huh. which are actually fun to do, but there's no way to forecast winter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if you took the averages at the time, a La Nina pattern would morely, mostly support warmer and El Nino would be colder, but it had, it's been completely opposite of that mm-hmm. because what was it? Uh, the 2020 in February, we're in strong La Nina and it, True. that's when we were down in, you know, minus 80 degrees for two weeks. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's not La Nina. Now, El Nino for the Pacific Ocean, it can strengthen those hurricanes because that's oh, yeah. where the El Nino is. It's, it's, Really has nothing to do with the Atlantic Ocean. It's the Pacific Ocean, right? Along along the equator, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it can uh, strengthen this. So let's be seeing what's going on over there. I mean, that could be interesting to watch. Yeah, I haven't heard anything yet this year. I mean, they're they're already in hurricane season. Oh, they've started. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They 15. start two weeks earlier. Right. Okay. Which you know, I've seen hurricanes over there this early, but I haven't heard anything yet. Man. So. Uh, and, you know, you get a strong El Nino with all these possibilities. Even with a strong El Nino, it's not guaranteed that all this is going to happen. Exactly. exactly. Just with the El, just like we saw with the uh, with the other one, the La Nina. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because I it's mean, fun to watch. Well, it's it's a major player in what we call the uh, the teleconnection because we've talked about the PDO, which is the Pacific Decadal. Uh, oscillation which is up near alaska you have the nao which is a north american oscillation and that's just the three that's around here but the el nino the the enso el nino tends to be kind of a driver for that and if you don't understand what we're talking about with the ocean temperatures uh you have colder ocean you have warmer ocean warmer is el nino and uh you know that warm ocean it affects the air above the ocean, which can affect the jet stream. And exactly. that's exactly what happens. Yeah, and that, that's what they're saying. It, like mm-hmm. when the El Nino tends to strengthen the trade winds. Right. Let me see if I got this right. And then and then La Ni- is El Nino strengthens and La Nina weakens. I saw that, and I can't remember the correlation. Seems so, like it. Yeah, w- one, one of the two. One, one of them strengthens. Somebody will let us know for wrong. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm, try- I'm pulling this off the top of my head yeah. right now. <laughs> but yeah, one of them strengthens the trade winds, and once that happens, then it will affect the Atlantic because that's the trade winds yes. and the upper atmosphere, and that will feed into all the PDOs and the NAOs and all, that, all the oscillations, mm-hmm. teleconnections, right? So yeah, that's a great point. So we're just going to watch it. You know, yep. J- June's going to be here soon. So for sure, we'll get that tropical uh, jingle ready for you soon. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I didn't even look. I'm glad oh, you yeah. looked because I didn't even think about it. <laughs> okay, is that all you got over there? That's all I got. All right, well let's get to the last segment then. It's the weather word of the week. And it's time for the Weather Word of the Week, and we're going to toss it to Corey. This, I found this, and I'll like, have to explain how I found it later. But, Corey, oh. what is this week's Stormdar Weather Weather Word of the Week? Today's Weather Word of the Week is aridification. There you go. There you go. Aridification or aridification, either sure, way. Whatever. So what? Well, it's, it's either way. <laughs> well, it's the process of a region becoming increasingly increasingly arid, 
or dry. Isn't that a deodorant? Air it extra dry. It is. It keeps you dry. Keeps those pits dry. Yep. It refers to a long-term change rather than a seasonal change. So yes. That makes sense. It does. And see, I have to explain where I found that. It was in that article that I was reading about uh, how ev- the water systems are drying up because what's happening is uh, aridification or aridification because it's that cycle that's happening. It's it's not just a season. It's long term, and that comes mm-hmm. from climate change. Uh, can't deny it. The numbers don't lie. You know, it's math. No. <laughs> it's it's scary to think about, but it's something we have to think about, or we won't be able to think about it anymore. We're gonna fry. I yeah. mean, look now. The new data says ninety eight percent. We're going to get a record, a record. Warmest year ever. And I remember 2016. Remember those heat warnings? Excessive heat warnings were out for a while. I remember that. It was horrible. And you got to watch the elderly through the summer. You got to make sure they're cool. Yes. It's not fun. Uh Uh-uh. And, uh, you know, I have some pictures. I used to take pictures of the, uh, of a cliff over on Taney Como every year. And uh, in 2016, I remember it looked like all the leaves were falling because it was so dry and hot that all the trees died off early that year. Oh, wow. Yeah. We need rain. Yes. We need rain. Rain occasionally. If it's going to be hot again, we need rain. Yeah. And we're not talking about heat, just temperature heat. We're talking heat Combined with the relative humidity or humidity levels, it's going to take that That's heat index. Oppressive. That's what. Yeah, That's what I mean, gonna be. you're going to be running the air conditioner a lot. The nighttime won't cool past 75 degrees. You could overnight and lows where your 80. body will not be able to recover throughout the night. That's where. That's where the heat advisories and heat warnings pop up. Exactly. Right yeah. yeah. Which a lot of people. You know, especially the the elderly people, they they say, well, you know, we lived a long time ago. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, guess what? Everything's getting warmer and hotter now. So you just got to watch. Right. Drink water. Lots of water. You got to. While it's left. Listen. (laughs) Listen to your children. Yes. If they're hot, you're hot. Yeah, don't don't send them outside. You know, they're gonna... <laughs> that's why I can't remember. I can't believe that they actually still do marathons and they still you know running marathons in heat. It's like I know. Don't do that. I know. I I don't know how they do it, but well, I don't know. I'm not going to play disc golf in this heat. I already told all of my friends. It's like I don't care. You know, <laughs> if you want to go out, you go play. But I'm not taking my old body I'm out gonna there. I'm going to stay in a cave. You're lucky. I am. 60 degree. Now, what, what is the relative humidity or the humidity down there? I never checked. Maybe I should do that. I'm curious to see what the actual dew point would be. Do you have a sling psychrometer? No, but I could figure something out. Ew. Yeah, I had a sling psychrometer a long huh. time ago just, just to see. Because I, I know it, there's water in there, so I know it, it has well, a moisture is. content. It's not dry. Well, well, parts of the cave is much drier than other parts. Yeah. So there are humid parts in there. I mean, it's not hot, but it's definitely more noticeably warm, 62 degrees in part to the cave. So Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you can get you can get sweaty if you're running through the cave. I, you know, in the mornings I go through quick and this would well, this whole thing work? Out. 
I don't see why not. What does that What does that tell me? Uh, it tells you temperature, indoor humidity. Yeah, sure. It like would. a high grade, it's fifty percent. It's fifty two percent. Oh, that's the high. So I'll the check hi- the uh, settings on my meters because it has temperature. It might have humidity on it. I'll check it out. I'm I'll just curious now. I am too now. I am too. Yeah, because it's very foggy in there, especially in the summertime. Oh, that's right. We get to talk about the new, yeah, we get, uh, not new, but yeah. Get the beams coming in from the sun. It's beautiful down there. Okay, you've done the time lapse. See, we have to think of all this weather stuff, cool weather I stuff. I want to do a beam time lapse uh, this summer. I've never done that before because there's only two hours that there's beams because the sun has to be a, in a perfect alignment. Uh-huh. But it's really cool. So I'm going to get me a beam time lapse. And oh, watch the yeah. beam sweep across the the room. I think it's going to be really cool because you've got some incredible still pictures of that. Yeah, yeah, d- yeah, I yeah. I still just look at it and just we had beams today too. You know when when it's cooler out we don't get beams. Well, if the sun's not out we don't get beams. Oh, but if right. it's cooler out we don't get fog. If the if the two temperatures are about you know close to being the same inside the cave and outside of the cave, there's no fog. It's got to be warmer oh, so, outside. So summer, July and August. It's got to be warmer outside. The warmer it gets outside, the the better the beams are inside. Because yeah. Now, is fog. it like Stonehenge? Like the, the the sun has to be at a certain angle. Well, we don't get beams at all during the winter hour. I mean, so after, it's way out. Okay. after when fall gets here. The earth set a completely different angle, and I have no sun going right into the cave. Okay, because it's mostly overhead June twenty first. Yeah, so, don't. Yes. Yeah. So, but that's still not the hot part. So, no, no, no. But I get better beams every day. I think we're getting into beam season. Uh, early beam au- season. <laughs> early August, I've had the best beam pictures. Okay. So, you know, you got, you got summertime. I'm going to try to set up my time lapse. I'll just set up my camera like I have the same one I use, just like yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Set it up somewhere and, and, yeah, I'm gonna do that. I've been I've been wanting to do that for a couple of years. I just never have gotten around to it. But now everybody knows about my time lapses. I, I got a lot of views on the flood time lapse. Oh gosh, that was incredible. So people kind of know I do that. So they're probably expecting me to. I got a K Facebook page too. So people, I got oh, a lot that's of right, yeah. There, so yeah, that'd be a good thing to put on there. Yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna look at cool, uh, you post lots of pictures on there. Yeah, videos. Oh, how can people get there? It's Cave Guide Corey. Cave Guide Corey and Instagram. And Instagram. Wow. Okay, so you heard it here. Heard it here. Uh, end of July and August is officially beam season. Where's Miller County? So north. North. Yeah, it's north. Had a couple come up to me last week. Yes. Didn't know who they were. And they recognized me as being part of Stormdar Weather. <gasps> And they're not even from this area. They're from Miller County. And they said, oh, I wish you just went up a little more north to do Miller County. But we watch you guys because you guys know what's going on. And and that's just an honor when people come up to me. And I'm not even the one who does all the lives like you are. I do a few of them. But they recognize me, you know, by just walking by. Didn't even know I worked there. Cool. I'm glad. I love hearing people with people recognize us. Basically, it is... Practically smack dab center, Missouri. So it's north of Lebanon, just north, just north of yeah, 44. That's what uh, they said. T- I remember that. Tuscumbia. Yeah. The Miller County Courthouse in, in Tuscumbia. I was trying to think of any. Not a big town, but. No, I, I, I'm trying to think of, not think of, but look at uh, 
different cities in there, and I can't see any. Miller Public School, Community, Bagnell, Lakeside, Osage Beach. Oh, it's up there. Yep. Osage, okay. Yeah. Camden. Well, Osage Beach is mostly Camden County, but it's kind of, it's right. one of those, it, it's like Blue yeah, Eye, gotcha. Blue Eye, in Blue Eye part yeah. of uh, Arkansas, too, or something like Kinda. that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. City, Iberia, Eldon. Eldon is the largest city up there. St. Elizabeth. And yeah. So there you go. I thought that was cool. I yeah, I love it. Okay, next week is Memorial Day. Uh, we are not going to have a podcast on Memorial Day. There's, I'm sure you guys got stuff to do. I'm going to try to get out and put on sunscreen. Definitely put on sunscreen. That temperature's right now going we up. Have a chance of showers on Memorial Day. Could it turn into something? Yeah. <laughs> it's a week away. Watch out for those lake alerts we put out. Yes. And uh, do you know every time I put out a lake alert, it gets like 47 oh, shares, absolutely. which sure is does. great. Yeah. We just want to do that. I, of course, now, just because we're not having a podcast doesn't mean we're not doing Storm Dark Weather on Facebook. So we are I, either you or me, mostly me, because you're in the cave being all cool and everything. <laughs> uh, I post several times a day. And if, if anything comes up, we will definitely let you know. And if it's severe, which we're not saying that, uh, we're on it all the time. So keep tuned to there. All right. You got anything else? No. Okay. Well, let's wrap this thing up then. So be sure to look for us on Facebook at Stormdar Weather. Like and follow our page and be sure to like or comment on our posts to have them show up in your newsfeed. You can always contact us through our Facebook page or send us an email to stormdarweather at gmail.com. Also, check out our website at stormdarweather.com. Got tons of stuff there. All right, that does it for this time. So join us in two weeks for the next edition of the Stormdar Weather Podcast.